Good morning, Oregon. It's Monday, November 14th. This is Beth Slovic with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Washington and Oregon experienced a flip-flop on Election Day. Voters in southwest Washington ousted Republican Representative Jamie Herrera-Butler in Washington's August primary. They voted in favor of a more conservative candidate, former Green Beret Joe Kent. Republican voters' displeasure with Herrera-Butler appeared to stem from her 2021 vote to impeach former President Donald Trump. In Oregon, voters ousted incumbent Congressman Kurt Schrader in their May Democratic primary. The Blue Dog Democrat lost to progressive candidate Jamie McLeod Skinner. But now both those seats have flipped. Democrats captured the congressional seat in southwest Washington, catapulting auto shop owner Marie Glusenkamp Perez to D.C. In Oregon, Republicans took control of the 5th Congressional District by electing Lori Chavez de Reamer, the former mayor of Happy Valley. As of Sunday night, the control of Congress was still in limbo as the result of several races, including Oregon's 6th Congressional District, remained up in the air. Oregon voters approved gun control measure 114 on Election Day, but there is uncertainty ahead. The new rule requires that anyone who wants to buy a gun get a permit from a sheriff's office, pay an expected fee of $65, complete an approved firearm safety course at their own expense, submit a photo ID, be fingerprinted, and pass a criminal background check. The measure also outlaws magazines with capacities over 10. The measure technically kicks in on January 15th, 30 days after the certification of the vote on December 15th. But state police, lawmakers, and proponents must write the regulations for the state's first-ever permit and figure out how much the rules will cost to carry out. Sales will continue until the rules are in place. Meanwhile, at least one Oregon sheriff in Lynn County has promised not to enforce the ban on large-capacity magazines. Gun rights advocates are gearing up to block the measure, arguing it violates their Second Amendment right to bear arms. Travel through Portland International Airport is picking up, just in time for the Thanksgiving rush. PDX passenger volumes in September were more than 80% of their pre-pandemic levels, according to the latest data from the port. Nationally, flights are nearing 90% of their levels from before the pandemic. Business reporter Mike Rogaway writes that airlines have reduced the number of flights in and out of PDX since the pandemic, cutting into the airport's numbers. Airlines that used to have five flights a day now might have three. And airlines that might send three planes to Los Angeles each day might now just send one larger plane, making more efficient use of their aircraft and adapting to a national pilot shortage. Thanksgiving isn't usually the airport's busiest time of year. Summer months are more popular. But the holiday compresses much of this month's travel into a 10-day period, meaning PDX will be especially crowded during the coming stretch. Fair warning, this next update contains a lot of puns. Portland's only cat cafe, Purrington's Cat Lounge, is closing again. The cafe opened in 2015 on Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, but closed in 2018. It landed on its feet in 2019, reopening under new ownership. But now those owners are calling it quits too, and Sunday was the last official day at the cafe. It still has seven more lives. Are you the perfect person to resurrect the cafe? P. 
People who are seriously interested in buying the business may email info at purringtonscatlounge.com. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.